Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesota Minnesota accents. How let the moon dismember a skunk. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. We got a tweet recently from someone being like, I just said, oh, going to sneak past you. And I'm not from from Minnesota. No. Now you are, bitch. We got our hooks in you, baby. (laughs) Um, All right. We have a very... Oh, fuck. I'm Kenyan. All right. (laughs) We have a very... Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'm still Lucy. And I will always be Amanda. For better or worse. (laughs) Amanda love. Amanda Um, hug and kiss. Oh my God. Speaking of howling at the moon, my cat is howling at the door. I have to text Corey and have him come get him. God damn. Ray or Ghostface? Ray. Ghostface is passed out 99% of the time. It's always Ray. It's always (laughs) Ray is a love bug. He likes attention. I fucking love Ray so much. I know that Ghostface is your favorite, that aloof little mistress, but Ray is the star. Should I just let him in? She'd be our special guest. Uh, yeah. He's I making mean, more noise outside the I'm gonna let him in. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. Cue a thousand people complaining about the cat noises. <laughs> Don't at us. Don't cat us. <laughs> All right, he's here. He's here, Ooh, he's right. queer, he's Ready on my mingle. desk with his tail in my candle already. He's, he's got showing his you rear his butthole. in my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. All right. Ray is very generous with his butthole. I really am appreciative (sighs) Mm -hmm. of that. God. It's everywhere. It's in Mm -hmm. everything. Man, all. (laughs) Okay. Okay. On that note, on the cat butthole note, we have a very (laughs) special fan pick brought to you by Laureen Bobo. Oh, Mm. Bobo. Don't beat Bobo. Oh, Bobo. Oh, no, Bobo. Oh, no, Bobo. Oh, the Bobo the Clown experiment is so creepy. I don't know or want to know what that is. Oh, it's an inflatable clown, and they, like, put kids, like, children in a room watching adults, like, punch this clown, and then, like, to teach them, like, about mimicking behavior, and then, like, any of the kids who saw the adults punch the clown, like, went into the room and beat the living shit out of that fucking clown. Yeah. And then any kids who were shown, like, you know, respect and gentleness toward the clown did not fuck with the clown. It's just this really weird psychological experiment about how, like, kids learn violent behavior. That's with a clown, though. With like, an inflatable fucking, fucking traumatic. clown. Can oh, you think worst. of anything more traumatic if you're, like, six years old than being placed in a room with a creepy with a clown. clown doll and then yeah. watching strangers, like, adult strangers beat it up? Beat it up? <laughs> Dear I mean, God. For science. 
How did that pass the like fucking ethics screening process? Well, to become a, lot a study of early psychological experimentation did not pass codes of ethics. Do not Stanford. look into like monkey yeah. trials. Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was more recent. Nurture. No. But now that you talk about a inflatable clown, I realized that that was yeah. It was a in like the fifties or some shit. It yeah. was just a fever dream that Amanda had at some point. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish she was. She was in that experiment. Speaking of coping with alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of coping with strange experiments Mm -hmm. and psychological testing, our fan pick this uh, episode is astronaut crimes. Mm, Not eating ass crimes, okay? (laughs) Astronaut crimes. Eating ass is right. not a crime. Eat, right, exactly. Unless it's a license plate in Texas. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get right to it. I I know I need some booze to deal with my case. So mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is our wine crime pairing for astronaut crimes? Uh, Wink has really come through. They just added a bunch of fun new stuff to their inventory, and we snagged one of the new bottles. It is Wink's Light and Space Cabernet Ooh. Franc. That's Hell could yeah. this be more perfect? <laughs> uh, no, it's so good. It could not. It couldn't. Um, and just a quick reminder: Wink is one of our amazing sponsors. They are an online wine club that literally delivers wine to your door or your local Walgreens if you have a thief in your building, like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should definitely check it out. If you already are a member, nailing it. I'm so glad. Then you can drink along with us. If you're not, go to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com forward slash gals. Sign up, peruse their amazing inventory. You can order a la carte, but I think it's awesome being a member because you basically mm-hmm. just get like a wine delivery every month. They can curate picks for you based on your taste, or you could pick what you put in your your basket, your bucket of wine. Mm-hmm. And if you put four or more bottles in your cart, they take care of the shipping. It's like amazing. So And becoming a member not only lets you drink along with the show, it also helps support the show. It so, sure does. So bonus. drink for us. <laughs> drink for us coven. drink for us like we drink for you for you <laughs> <laughs> so just one more time that's trywink.com forward slash gals check that shit out you get 20 bucks off your first box by using that code um this particular bottle is vegan which is Ooh. fun this is a medium bodied red it has a nice dry finish um it clocks in at 13.1 percent abv which is like Absolutely perfect, in my opinion. You know I love that sweet spot. The Goldilocks zone, relating Mm. it to space. Um, What? They they say that Earth is in the Goldilocks zone in terms of, like, its proximity from the sun to be just right to support human life. Have you never heard that? No. Well, I mean, arguably, Earth is the only planet that supports human life, so... Mm. Well, supports life. <laughs> Carbon-based <laughs> life forms. I love it. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's debatable. Well, don't don't take out your lack of knowledge of common <laughs> phrases relating to space on me. Okay, Kenyon? <laughs> Is that how we're going to start this day? Lock it up, Goldilocks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
Wink put it perfectly about this wine, so I'm going to share with you what they have written. Light and Space Cabernet Franc is constructed along minimalist lines, kind of like space, because there's fucking nothing out there. Brilliantly (laughs) showcasing the fine, raw materials, like from the Big Bang, from Curtis Vineyard (laughs) in Santa Barbara County. The grapes for this wine are harvested in late October, then see carbonic fermentation under native yeast to really pump up to the bright fruit presence. Aging in neutral oak for 18 months completes this non-interventionist vinification process. Mm. Unfined, unfiltered, unfettered and alive and vegan. (laughs) Light and space is a true expression of Cabernet Franc, aromatic red fruit, spice, and a hint of smoke are some mm, of the notes like in, in space. this oh just like space <laughs> into smoke in this in this complex nuanced wine it's your chance to get lost in space mm-hmm. fucking yeah. perfect God. wine pairing for this episode good job yeah uh, she is a popper, so you're gonna want to scurry over to wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com and get you a nice pop wine key for yes, all and- of your wine needs we know that your holiday gift giving might be over, but maybe you need to get a few gifts for yourself coming up. And we have a lot of new merch on the store oh. from uh, December and some new merch that we're going to be adding in January. So go Chia. check it out. Fun stuff it be coming mm-hmm. down the space pipe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this has truly I- been an odyssey. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there she is. Uh, all right. Let's come back down to earth and open this wine, shall we? Christ yes. almighty. Oh, now you know how I feel. It sucks, doesn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> what? Here we go. The puns, goddammit. The puns. Oh, they're my favorite part. Oh, they're horrible. All right. So open here the wine so I can start drinking. <laughs> uh, Oh, celestial alien. Celestial pap. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Um, let's move on. Lucy, what is our background and maybe psych for astronaut crimes? All Mm. right. Well, buckle up. It we're gonna start out kind of dry. Because in order to talk about astronaut crimes, we must first talk about astronaut law. But stick with me because I will reward us at the end with some weird psych. Bob Loblaw's astronaut law blog. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're reading from? No. (laughs) I hope. I don't get it. I wish I had taken an astronaut law class. (laughs) We'll get to it. There's still time, Kenyon. Yeah, so life is charge long. it to the company. It's research. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the UN has an office for outer space affairs, which is uh, shortened. What's it called? Shortened, abbreviated, abbreviated, anagrammed as UNUSA. You know it, mm. UNUSA, which mm. is tasked with implementing and enforcing decisions of the UN General Assembly and of the UN Committee on the Peaceful Uses of Outer Space which is abbreviated as copules. Soup I wonder how they feel about poos. Soup spelled backwards is poos. I wonder how they feel. I wonder how copious feels about 
<laughs> Trump's space army, space navy, oh God. space plans, <laughs> space force. It's not a thing. Let's deal with Iran first, you fucking oh. moron, and then we'll get to space. I can't. Don't forget about North Korea. Stop. Uh, and China and Russia and bleh. Okay. Where was I? Okay, so Copulus <laughs> was established ad hoc in 1958, shortly after the launch of Sputnik and was formally established the following year. The mission of Copulus is, quote, to review the scope of international cooperation in peaceful uses of outer space to devise programs. That's with two M's. Uh. In this field, to be undertaken under United Nations auspices to encourage continued research and the dissemination of information on outer space matters and to study legal problems arising from the exploration of outer space. (laughs) That's my UN accent. I really want you to use this throughout the rest of the episode. (laughs) It just makes no sense. No, it doesn't. I love it. (laughs) It's a hybrid of every country's accent accent. in the UN. (laughs) It's perfect. <laughs> the UN General Assembly of Accents. <laughs> We're going to get killed or by the UN God. General Assembly. Oh, God. Okay. Staff members of COPUS include space scientists, physicists, engineers, political science people, and lawyers, including space law lawyers. Incredible. Wow. And what is space law, you may ask? Yes, I do ask. Do you ask? According (laughs) to UNUSA, space law, much like general international law, comprises a variety of international agreements, treaties, conventions, and United Nations General Assembly resolutions, as well as rules and regulations of international (laughs) organizations. Space law addresses a variety of matters, space matters, such as, for example... The preservation of the space and Earth environment, liability for damages caused by space objects, the settlement of disputes, the rescue of astronauts, the sharing of information about potential dangers in outer space, the use of space-related technologies, and international cooperation. A number of fundamental principles guide the conduct of space activities, including the notion of space as the province province of all humankind, the freedom of exploration, (laughs) and use of outer space by all states without discrimination, and the principle of non-appropriation of outer space. How can you appropriate outer space? Well, like if China got fear- there first, it's like, this is our space. Oh, this is okay. our chunk of space. Not like, so like appropriating alien culture. No, appropriate <laughs> away in terms of aliens. <laughs> right. But like theoretically, countries could say like the chunk of space above our borders is Right. So ours. they mean this more like occupying or like colonizing portions of space. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I just we hadn't heard it that. that. We will get yeah. to it. Oh, great. (laughs) Um, Also, Wikipedia also points out that weapons use is in this lineup of, like, space law. It should be prohibited. Leave space alone. Not against space. Just in space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there are... <laughs> I'm sure there are a lot of weaponized satellites that we just don't want to know about. That's yeah. what I mean. I don't like that. There should not be weapons in space. Well, that's why we have space law. That's oh, why God. we have UNUSA. 
And you, you know why the we UN the space has force. a perfect track record of preventing conflicts. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So far, so good. So <laughs> specific disciplines like administrative, intellectual property, arms control, insurance, environmental, criminal, and commercial law are integrated into space law. So shit's wild. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty badass to be a space insurance agent. <laughs> Geico Space Edition. The gecko's yeah. just an alien. Affleck Space. Fifteen <laughs> minutes could save you save fifteen percent on, on space on insurance. insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Bundle your shuttle, station, and <laughs> missile insurance and save. <laughs> 15 Earth minutes could save you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is our dumbest bit of 2020. I love it. I have so much more to cover. Okay. So here's a (laughs) tiny dose of history about space law. Its origins date back to 1919, the year of the root beer, when, to Kenyon's point, international law began to recognize the sovereignty of the airspace over a country, like above the territory. Ah. And then it became more about like space space, like outer space during the Cold War. Um, Mm -hmm. And here's a quote from Wikipedia that sums up some of the foreseeable obstacles of space law, because clearly it's a gray area. Well, not literally, but. It's gray matter. Um, challenges that space law will continue to face in the future are fourfold, spanning across dimensions of domestic compliance, international cooperation, ethics, and the advent of scientific innovations. Furthermore, so it's four dimensional. I don't like it. I don't like feeling this small. Trust me, you are insignificant. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I need to go on Instagram for the rest of this segment. This episode is really challenging Amanda's ego. (laughs) It's really fucking me up. I do not like it. Oh, my God. Furthermore, specific guidelines on the very definition of airspace have yet to be universally determined. So, like, there are general rules and guidelines that they're they're continuing to establish, but like <laughs> there's really no general consensus on like the very definitions of the things that they're establishing laws about. So that's great. Oh, well, good. if you think of, if you think about it, like a lot of satellites have to orbit constantly, which means they would be crossing through various countries' right. outer airspace all the time. Well, and, and, and we, we, and we an rely Earth. on that for like telecommunications and like right. weather forecasting and like life as we know it, you the know, Earth also rotates. So we're not under the same chunk of space consistently right. all the time anyway. Well, let, let me you could just imagine read this next that part. rotating zone. Let me so just read weird. this next part and then we can talk more about that. So here's what it says, Wikipedia says when it comes to defining space in this context. Quote, many ethical questions arise from the difficulty of defining the term space. Scholars not only debate its geographical definition, i.e. upper and lower limits, but also whether or not it encompasses various objects within it, i.e. celestial objects, human beings, mm. man-made devices, etc., Lower limits are generally estimated to be about 50 kilometers, which is about 31 miles. So like the 31 miles above the Earth's surface is like the lower limits of space. 
Got and it. then more more difficulties arise trying to define the upper bounds of space as it would require more inquiry into the nature of the universe and the role of the earth along with like the earth within the universe. So Ugh, there are who has yeah. time for it. We just don't <laughs> understand we don't understand the context of space when it comes to like our universe. So we can't Mm-hmm. really come up with a concrete definition of of space. We're just not smart enough right. yet. So that's fine. Yeah, we can't conceive of it. And also you could you don't want a country like say say Mars, like the direct path to Mars. Mars is not a it, country. You arguably Mars is not a country like Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Oh, I cut know off one meant. thought and started a meant. new thought. Arguably. <laughs> so the country say, of like, Mars. All right, never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want one country to like own the path to Mars. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the direct road route. to Mars. Yeah. Okay, so that's space as like, you know, fucking space. So what about laws concerning the International Space Station? Because I got some fun facts about that. So can't wait. The International Space Station is a cooperative programma between Europe, the Europe, the United States, Russia, Canada, and Japan for the joint development, operation, and utilization of a permanently inhabited space station in low Earth orbit. The rules are that each ISS occupant obeys the laws of their own country. So U.S. laws applies to Americans at the space station. EU laws applies to French people in the space station, etc. But, for example, if a French person and a Canadian person got in a fight and damaged Russian property, clearly things mm-hmm. can get messy. And um, mm. just to clarify, like, pro- property on the space station it, so the space station is is fairly big and it has like lots of different components and all of these countries have like developed and collaborated. Yeah. So each component technically belongs to a different country. Right, because if it's like being invented in that country, they like own the mm. IP to it too. That makes sense. Yeah, so like there could be Russian property, technically a portion of the space station is mm-hmm. Russian property or whatever. Um, so totally, the, I, totally. the ISS has a cross waiver of liability, which states that liability of all damage, including, quote, bodily injury to or other impairment of health of or death of any person or damage to loss of or loss of use to of any property or loss of revenue or profits or other direct, indirect or consequential damage. The key is as long as the damage happened as part of of official duties, there's a complete waiver of liability. Nobody is responsible for that. And I would imagine that like anything someone is doing in the space station could be termed official duties because they're pretty much all, they must just always be on active duty when they're on the space station. We'll get to it. (laughs) <laughs> they're yeah. not they're not always I mean they're there because of their jobs obviously but they 
as we will get to, are required to have, like, downtime. Yeah, and in my case, it, it's mentioned that, like, you're still governed by the laws of your country while you're up there. Of course, but I meant, mm-hmm. like, like uh, someone in the military, not in space, but deployed, is on active duty. They have to sleep, they have to eat, they have to, you know, play PlayStation, but, like, they're on <laughs> active duty. God bless the you know. <laughs> okay, so if the if the damage happened as part of official duties, that is not the same as being on active duty. So like if okay. somebody were to be injured because of because somebody else fucked up the controls because they were doing like a spacewalk, whatever, then the person who fucked up would not be held liable because that was just like a risk of that day's job. But if they were playing cards later, they got in a fist fight. One guy punches another guy. That is not part of official duty. Okay. okay. Um, so it, it is not if, – if it is not part of a, an official duty situation, it's deemed criminal and the injured party would have to go home, go to their own government and request extradition to try the offending party in the victim's country. So there is a lot of diplomacy involved. There's still a lot of gray area. Like that's this is a, p- a big reason why space law exists because it's really yeah. fucking tangly. Um, and got to imagine some countries won't be keen to extradite their citizens, their astronauts that they've invested so much in back to, to space a to rival stand space country. trial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> space Amanda's, trial is very expensive. <laughs> Space Can you imagine child. launching 12 jurors into space <laughs> yeah, for space Jesus. trial? Oh, my God. <laughs> True Jesus crime podcast. Christ. Sorry, can't do it. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> oh, that'd But be I'd have to bring scripted. my dog, my rabbit, and my fish, and my partner, and pepperoni. Their cat. Oh, yep. Okay. Amanda's new pet fish, Karen. His name is Karen, and I love him. Okay. He's a sassy white lady and he needs to speak to your manager. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the hair for it. He really does. does. The fins. Okay. Okay. So now for something a little less dry, not talking about Amanda's fish, Karen. Oh. The existential terror and psychological anguish of being a long-term astronaut. Yeah. No, thanks. There is the isolation, the extreme environment, the limitless void of space, and the constant knowledge that something very small could go very wrong and the entire spacecraft could implode and or you could die a very, very slow and painful death never to return to everything and everyone you've ever known on Earth. Oh, yeah. my God. So how ha- much joy did you get out of reading that? <laughs> right. Have like fun on jury, jury duty. <laughs> space jury. Space so jury. So good. I'm going to have all of that. On your tombstone, Lucy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm dead. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no awareness happening. So in the 70s and 80s, the Russians saw some noticeable signs of psychological distress of their cosmonauts. I also don't know the difference between an astronaut and a cosmonaut. Is a cosmonaut, a cosmonaut just like a Russian astronaut? Yes. I was going to say, I think cosmonauts are just straight up Russian. I love it. Yep. Don't be rushing into this, though. We could be wrong. Mm. Nope. <laughs> you ain't from Russia, so bitch, why are you rushing? <laughs> rushing to get out of space because it's awful. 
The two missions during this time were six and seven months long, respectively, so they spent a long-ass time in space, and it was also pretty tight quarters. There is a photo on the drive, which will be on the blog, of the inside of one of these spaceships from the 70s and 80s. It's not large at all. She tight. That's like the size of Scott's dorm room that he shared with three other people. <laughs> oh my God, that year. was absurd. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, six and seven months long. You can't go yeah. any, we can't go to the cafeteria. Oh my God. No, thanks. No. No. And my partner and I are talking about moving in together and we're like, okay, I'm going to need a 4,000 square foot place so that I can be (laughs) away from you while also being under the same roof. You each need a home office and a den. We literally are shopping for (laughs) places that will allow for us to each have a home office and a den. Just get two (laughs) separate apartments. I suggested it. It's more expensive. (laughs) Also harder to move in together that way. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. if there were a tunnel. Like a suite. (laughs) Calling my realtor. (laughs) Scrap everything I sent you about my wish list. Just get put it all into the tunnel. Two apartments right next to each other. (laughs) That would actually be so heavenly. I I know. I I want a duplex. I'm into it. Zach has been on vacation from school for a month. He goes back to work tomorrow as we record this. Thank God. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. I love him. I love my husband. I love my husband. I love my husband. I love my husband. <laughs> <laughs> How many baths have you taken in the last month? Seriously, I'm going to text him right 35. now and send him on an errand that'll take like five hours just to get him yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> I really need you to go find me this thing that's on this cliff in this very rare part of Africa. Go well, send honey, him to why find is Amanda a- sending me a scavenger hunt? <laughs> <laughs> Here is your first clue. <laughs> <laughs> Answer me these questions three. <laughs> Thirty. Twelve more hours. Not even. Uh, You got this. You're counting down. Nine more hours. You have a countdown. Home stretch. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) You you two are like the Russian cosmonauts in this. (laughs) Your mission is almost complete. You'll be home to your family soon. (laughs) Six to eight months. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. So scientists brought in psychologists, psychologists to help in both selection and post-mission treatment. They found, unsurprisingly, that some big aspects of the depression and anxiety came from isolation, difficulty communicating with astronauts who spoke different languages. <laughs> no yeah. shit. That. <laughs> and lack of leisure activities. So by mm-hmm. narrowing down some of these main triggers, they're able to refine their screening process in advance of recruitment. And today, the candidate selection process, this is at least for NASA, is based in part on nine suitability proficiencies, which are Mm. the ability to perform under stressful conditions, group living skills, teamwork skills, 
Self-regulation of one's emotions and mood. I am fucking out. I'm so far out, you guys. Yeah, I don't have any of these skills. I don't have any. These are all the skills that we so desperately needed to be on tour this summer. We don't have Regulations of one's emotions. We had to be in three different hotels, let alone three different hotel rooms. (laughs) Not actually, people. It's fine. I know. I wish. But three different rooms. Hardcore. Definitely fucking different rooms. Three hotels is something to explore, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not against it. <laughs> Different cities. Um, Wait, that's what we already do. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, motivation. Motivation. <laughs> motivation. <laughs> judgment and decision making. Conscientiousness. Communication skills and leadership skills. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a cosmonaut. Mm-hmm. A cosmonaut, I am not. I have like half of one of these. Yeah. I feel like all of these are synonyms for each other. Right. I feel like yeah. I'm conscientious. Basically, like, can you hang? Like, yeah. can you just fucking hang? I feel like I'm conscientious, but to the point of neuroticism. <laughs> mm. So mm-hmm. I think I'm out on that one, too. Lucy is extremely conscientious of groups of strangers who want who to need take a photos. photo taken. Yep. <laughs> Do you guys want one all together? That is like Lucy's kink. It's so weird. (laughs) Well, when I see groups of people and one person is left out of the photo because they're taking the photo, I feel sorry for them. And uh, probably I could take a better picture. Get a hobby. You can't take a photo. That is your hobby. You can't take a photo of a group of people towards a window. Like, come on. (laughs) That's true. You're saving lives. I'm saving lives. I'm saving money. You are. I'm saving your memories. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so other factors like mental health history and professional experience play a part as well. Duh. Modern astronauts have direct communication with their mental health professionals. So it's basically talk space minus the office hours. Oh, my God. I was just going to say they have like they their, all have talk space. They have like the astronauts have like their their psychiatrists, like cell phone numbers. Space so therapists. Just, yeah. Yeah. My new goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Common afflictions are difficulty sleeping, irritability, feelings of discouragement, anxiety, and mood swings. So literally my day to day. I am an astronaut. I know. It's it was like this is the these afflictions are just stereotypical across the board for anyone who has like a stressful job. Who is alive. Anyone who is living and over the age of 18. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) It's crucial to have both mental support and behavioral support for the astronauts, which means access to hobbies and other forms of entertainment, like just watching TV, playing games, listening to music, whatever, just getting out of your own head because you're a trillion miles away from Earth and Mm -hmm. trapped with a bunch of strangers. Um, Also, you got to imagine the physical piece would be so hard because these people have to be like physically at the very top of their game. And a lot of them are like ultra marathoners and like, you know, all this stuff. And then you're just in this like tiny box, just floating. Uh Okay. When you said you have to factor in the physical piece, the first thing that went to my head was, yeah, how do you masturbate? (laughs) (laughs) How? Space. I'm sure you get your own. How do you not masturbate? 
That's I'm what I'm sure saying. You'd you get have your to. own bunk you with mean like the, a curtain the or privacy something. or like the gravity? That, the privacy. The privacy. Oh, I think about like little, gravity. And a little bit the gravity. A little yeah. bit the gravity. It depends yeah. on how you like to do it, but I, I don't I think need I have a, an issue. I need a strong foundation that is not floating. <laughs> <laughs> I need a You've wall. never tried it floating, though, outside have of you? water. No, but you don't know. I don't know if that would work for me. Floating? I need the foundation. I don't, I don't know. know. Let's go to space camp and get kicked out of space camp. For masturbating in the <laughs> anti-gravity, anti-gravity simulator. For asking too many questions. <laughs> oh, my God. What's that? Masturbating near children in the anti-gravity chamber. No. I'm going to pass. I bet it's easier for male astronauts to masturbate But in then space. they've got jizz floating around. It's well, also they, just but easier they pee for into like a bag. They must jizz into a bag. If but, you have a penis, it's probably just easier for you to masturbate. Period. Right. Yeah. Full stop. All yeah. right. Let's move on. Do we have to? Because I love this conversation. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm not quite moving on, but uh, you know, there's like <laughs> an like the NASA like the guys who are up in space right now. There's like one guy who's really like bald, and he does all these science experiments, and he makes like videos for us people on Earth. Like Us demonstrating plebes. the lack of gravity and all the how like how to brush your teeth in space and how to make a, a taco yep. in space. Yep. We should submit a question. Okay. <laughs> I go for it. Show us <laughs> how you masturbate, bold man. <laughs> go for it. For science. I'm more curious Show me, how Mr. female Clean. astronauts masturbate. <laughs> I love it. Oh God. Okay. So it's so this leisure time is not only a matter of unwinding and relaxing, but it's also literally the only time they are not 100% focused on their job. So it's crucial to be able to just relax, get out of Chill. that, get out of the work zone and just, you know, yeah, hang out, masturbate, whatever. Yeah. You can't even like wake up, get ready, like Take a shower, have your oh. cup of coffee, drive into work, and then work. Like you're just yeah there. Wear your wet hair in your hours. for yeah. four hours before you dry right. it, and then eventually <coughs> it go took to work. me four hours to be human today, and I didn't even drink last night. I'm just mm-hmm. 32. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my affliction. I could never be a space astronaut. No. Space astronaut. No. Oh my god. <laughs> And again, there are foreseeable obstacles with mental health for future astronauts, as we talked about foreseeable problems with space law. Low Earth orbit operations are being turned over to private companies, which means that screening standards won't be as rigorous, especially Mm. when we get to a point where it's just like, oh, you have a million bucks? Come on in. Right? We're already doing that. You can already buy Mm -hmm. like a space cruise. Yep. It's fucking absurd. So Gary Bevan, NASA flight surgeon and chief of aerospace psychiatry at NASA Johnson Space Center, so like a smart guy named Gary, Mm. predicts Mm -hmm. that, quote, there will be someone who does have the first psychotic episode in space or the first manic episode or someone who develops a drug or alcohol problem in space. Wow. Which is really... There's no way they allow alcohol up there. There's no way. On these private space flights, you bet your ass they do. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yep. 
Also, we're trying to go live on Mars for some fucking reason, which is we're gonna need alcohol extraordinarily far away and could have like a 45 minute delay for any direct communication. So that whole talk space line, if you're in the Mm -hmm. middle of a crisis and you are as isolated as being on fucking Mars, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this article said, suggested that AI could be a solution to this. You could have like a robot psychologist. That sounds worse. That, that sounds, is so scary, and yeah. I want it. I know. Way fucking worse. I yeah. want a sex robot that's also my psychiatrist. <laughs> oh, my God. No right. ethical boundary crossing there. <laughs> <laughs> and emotionless. Good. It's perfect for a lover. Oh, truly. So, oh, God. To wrap it up. Kenyon is cringing. <laughs> I'm scared. We are going to see some wild shit in our lifetimes when it comes to space travel if we don't all die because of Donald Trump's egotistical, myopic, reactionary Twitter diplomacy first. There it yeah. is. There it is. Nice. That's all she wrote, folks. Cheers. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares Thank about you space for the rest of my for- life illuminating outer space for us. (laughs) I did have a moment. I I was listening to something or reading something the other day about like basically when the sun is going to die out. Oh, not swallow us all? No, it's like it'll probably, the sun as a star will likely die before it swallows the earth. Cool, because that's not how stars Just reading, (laughs) you're totally, but just reading the thing that was like in XYZ billion years, and I was like, oh my God, I'll be dead. And then a wave (laughs) of existential dread (laughs) washed over me so deeply (laughs) that I had to like, immediately put on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. When you said that, I had a wave of existential relief. (laughs) Yeah, nothing we do here really matters. Absolutely not. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. (laughs) I hope it's talk space. Oh my God, please, I need it. Fun fact about me that many listeners know is that I got married about 18 months ago. And uh, Zola saved my life, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. And uh, your marriage, maybe. A- and my marriage, definitely. Definitely saved my wedding day, I can tell you that much. Um, Zola is incredible. You can have a free wedding website using one of their beautiful templates. Uh, you can track RSVPs. You can uh, have like fun facts and answer FAQs for your wedding guests. They just have it all in one place. They have a wedding registry. It is so simple, so easy to use. And uh, fun fact, we are in the thick of official engagement season, people. Actually, literally this week, I got three wedding invitations. It's real. Oh, my God. And according to a recent Zola survey, 96% of couples think that planning their wedding was stressful. Yes. And 86% suffered stress-induced symptoms like insomnia, check, breakouts, check, and lower Mm -hmm. sex drive, no comment. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I definitely think that these are accurate. These are the stressful parts of planning the wedding, but with Zola, it is easy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I am preparing to be a maid of honor in a friend's wedding because another fun fact, I have more than two friends, but I only yes. have three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was I'll believe scared. it when I see it. And just watching her plan her wedding and going through these steps is just a 
a really blunt reminder of how stressful wedding planning can be. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's so real. So Zola makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with wedding websites, registry, invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. They also have free wedding design wedding website designs and they are gorgeous hundreds Mm -hmm. of designs for every style Kenyon got married in South Africa ever heard of it did you know (laughs) and she found the perfect invitations with like what was it like bird of paradise and like palm so cute yeah so quick to make oh so quick to make you can have everything password protected because you got those email addresses the mailing addresses all that stuff Mm-hmm. And uh, Zola has the highest rated registry of all time. You can register for not only gifts, but experiences and honeymoon funds. Love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because who can afford a house nowadays? I'm Literally just going to no make one. myself a Zola, even though I am not engaged. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> no idea. No, I'm doing it. Mary Karen, was- your fish. Was Done. way jealous of Kenyon letting us know that uh, you get twenty percent off your post for your post wedding discount. So any items that you didn't receive off your registry, you can purchase for yourself later at twenty yeah. percent off. Yeah, you can. That's so exciting. Plus, they have beautiful, affordable invites and paper. Just classy, high quality, gorgeous, and -hmm. affordable. And they will help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager. I can't even tell. Even planning bachelorette parties. It's so complicated. I have four spreadsheets. Four. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Zola has helped one million couples get married, and they will help you too. Absolutely. So go to Zola.com slash gals today and use promo code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save the dates. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before you purchase. Try before you buy. Nice. That's 50% off save the dates at Zola.com slash gals. Promo code SAVE50. Treat your wedding. Treat it. Treat it. While we totally agree that out with the old, in with the new should apply to your closet, we're going to go back to our community first roots this season. And in other words, new year, same mod cloth. Thank God. I love mod Mm -hmm. cloth. Mm -hmm. And call us mushy, but we're feeling the love this Valentine's Day. Not just Mm -hmm. the ooey, gooey, romantic kind of love. We are celebrating all kinds of love. Self-love, friend love, podcast love, family love. Mm Love for your pets. Mm-hmm. Love in all of its forms. And ModCloth has an outfit for every single one. You can feel the love in their Valentine's Day capsule collection. Yes, please. You will be mm-hmm. seeing red, falling for heart prints, and swooning over sweet as can be embroidery. Yeah. I love a good embroidered sweater. I have, too. I have been getting more and more into embroidery. It's, it's so cute. It's a thing. It's yeah, super cute. It's on trend. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, spring is going to be springing up a lot sooner than you think. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> you can shop their best-selling styles in spring-forward ready colors like pastel pink, seafoam green, and lilac before winter melts to a close. Mm. The only thing that has been getting me through these negative temperatures here in Minneapolis has been shopping on Mod Cloth. Oh, like, yeah. no yeah. joke. And my partner and I just booked a trip to Florida for Valentine's Day. So I just went on ModCloth to get a new bathing suit. I love shopping for bathing suits on Mm. their store because they have so many amazing arrays of sizes, styles, patterns. Like, 
It's incredible. I also just got a, re- a new dress recently from them, a cute little red dress. It has pockets. Mm. It has all these sweet little details, and their website is so beautiful and easy to navigate. And I, one of my personal favorite things about it is that people who have purchased from them before can upload photos of themselves yes. in the outfits. I so love you can that. see how things are going to look you know, on lots of different folks and then assess, you know, the best options for you. I love it. It's incredible. Yeah, it's so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hurry. This offer is only valid for a limited time to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. Go to modcloth.com and enter the promo code WINECRIME at checkout. Again, to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H dot com and enter that promo code WINECRIME at checkout. Treat yo bod. Claude yo bod with mod. Claude it. Here is my case, and it is uh, the fan picker's selection. So thank you, Laureen Bobo. Phenomenal. Choosing this case. It's a pretty famous case, but also one that I did not dig into much at the time that it happened. So a lot of it was new to me, which I appreciated. Okay. Lisa Marie Nowak. Maybe it's Novak. I should have looked that up and I didn't. Lisa. Um, <laughs> Lisa Marie <laughs> Presley. knew that she wanted to be an astronaut ever since she was five or six years old. Quote, I remember the moon landing and watching those astronauts, and I thought that was very exciting. And she went for it. Lisa got into the incredibly competitive U.S. Naval Academy, where she studied aerospace engineering before continuing on to earn a master's degree in aeronautical engineering, which is basically designing airplanes, fighter jets, missiles, and, you guessed it, spaceships. Tight. Like fucking designing them. Oh, my lady God. had the same, did the same program. There you go. Did you do mm-hmm. the same case again? Nope. Dear God, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> Lisa first served as a naval flight officer in Pensacola, Florida. Quote, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Novak. I think it is Novak. Yeah. There's no Novak, like to know. There's no way to know. <laughs> Novak logged over 1,500 hours of flight in over 30 different aircraft during her career in the Navy, and she was awarded numerous elite service medals, including the Navy Commendation Medal and the Navy Achievement Medal. So she is fucking crushing it. Brag about it. (laughs) But in 1996, when she was just 33 years old, Lisa achieved her ultimate dream— earning a coveted spot as an official NASA astronaut. Ooh. Great. I feel terrible about myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not on track to be an astronaut next year? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on track to look like I'm wearing the suit when I'm naked. <laughs> Damn. That hole I might reach. Your head is way too small. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Uh, did you guys hear that there was a, a spacewalk, like an all-female, the all-female spacewalk that happened recently was actually postponed. It was supposed to happen earlier. Yes. But NASA didn't have enough fucking spacesuits in women's yep. sizes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I cannot. But don't worry. They equipped their shuttle with 8,000 tampons. 
<laughs> to make sure they had enough. Literally 8,000. Well, no, but they were like, the men yeah. who were designing this mission were like, so how many tampons do you need? Like 400 a month? <laughs> and the women in the crew were like, what, what the, f- do you know what, what the fuck are you talking you about? You all have PhDs. Fuck. Right? How? Yeah. How? You're Just- all scientists. Yeah, they were like, the male engineers were like concerned they wouldn't have enough tampon storage. <laughs> and the women on the crew were like, we're good. They send up, they send up a second shuttle of just <laughs> menstrual products. It's a trailer. It's a trailer Sponsored hitched by to Lola. the back. I was just going to say, Lola insignia on the side. It's a subscription to space. Okay, free shipping, so. That would be fucking amazing. We're going to be billionaires. We just came up with the best idea. Delivered to your door. Send up some wink while you're at it. Your space door. For reference only, and I don't know, whatever, take this uh, statistic with a grain of salt, but this is what I read. For reference, only 97 astronauts, 20 of whom are women, are rated as space ready at any given time, or maybe at that time, I don't know, in 1996. And Lisa was one of them. So she's one of only 20 female astronauts and less and fewer than 100 astronauts. I want to take the Are You Space Ready BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Someone one question. This. The answer is no. Always no. <laughs> There's no, no other answer. Uh, the bald guy takes it and does a YouTube video of it. And he's like, damn. <laughs> we need to build this quiz. Shoot. It'd be amazing. Okay, at NASA, uh, Lisa specialized in robotics, and in 2006, she took part in a mission on the space shuttle Discovery to the International Space Station, where she was responsible for controlling the shuttle's robotic arms. Fucking like, get damn. it. I wish someone would control my arms for me. <laughs> 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 okay, it can be You're arranged. You're not space ready. <laughs> on this mission she logged over 13 days in outer space for which she later received the nasa space flight medal but lisa novak is also a prime example of how mental health issues can affect anyone even very very intelligent and successful people and in some cases who have been screened already who have been screened We'll get to the screening, though. Oh, great. Mm. And in some cases, cause them to make terrible life choices. Uh Uh-oh. Back in 1988, Lisa got married. Terrible choice. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Special thanks. (laughs) That's the crime. Back in 1988, (laughs) Lisa had married a fellow U.S. Naval Academy classmate, Richard T. Novak. Richard went on to be a contractor for NASA at the Johnson Space Center. The pair appeared to be a match made in the heavens. Get out. (laughs) Get out. And went on to have three children together, a son in 1992. A son. And twin girls. A son. Sunshine son and basement boy. And twin moons in 2001. Yes. (laughs) But, (laughs) quote, behind the facade, problems existed in Novak's personal life. 
They always fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. Being a working parent is hard enough, but balancing a family, a marriage, and a demanding job as a fucking astronaut cannot be easy. You're not going out of town to, like, Texas for a business weekend. You're going to space. And you live in Florida. Oh, God. Well, she lives in Houston. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, Oh. shit. I thought NASA was in Florida. They They do a lot of their launches from Florida. Gotcha. She's, like, she's responsible for, like, designing and maintaining these, these fucking crafts. So, like... If something goes wrong, if there's an engineering or mechanical failure, like that's on it's her. It's on her. Yeah. yeah. That's what exploded Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. Tom that's Hanks. That's her fault. Yeah. You killed Tom Hanks. She killed Tom Hanks. Special Did thanks. Did they die you, at the Lisa? end? I yes. don't know. Have you not? What? Come on, guys. I, I can't remember. remember. Oh, it's a... Oh, Okay. I mean, he survives on an island for like 20 years. He can't go into space and come back. Different movie. Unfortunately, the outlet that Lisa sought would ultimately not be a healthy one. So it's not Mahjong on her phone. (laughs) In 2004, Lisa began an affair with fellow astronaut William... Ufaline? Ophaline? I don't know how to say his name. But he went by Bill. Over the line, Bill. Classic. <laughs> Who, roughly Keep one year later... Keep your dick in your suit. Okay. Sorry. Mm. <clears throat> roughly one year later, so one year into this affair, uh, he divorced his wife, Michaela, with whom he had two children. And here's a little bit more about Bill. He grew up in Alaska flying float planes before attending the Navy Fighter Weapons School, which is literally Top Gun. Sounds like a weirdo. I don't trust him. Uh, he's he's not at fault here. Okay. And Everyone's ni- at fault here. Lisa <laughs> and Bill are both assholes. Yeah, maybe. In 1998, he joined NASA and went on to become a space shuttle pilot, logging over 308 hours in space throughout his career. Then in January 2007, so three years into their affair... Lisa and her husband, Richard, separated after 19 years of marriage. So now both Lisa and Bill are free from their spouses, and they could finally be together, right? Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, nope. Wrong. Something bad's going to happen because this is a Kenyan case. Let's do this. (laughs) Well, not quite. You see, Lisa wasn't the only other woman that Bill fancied. In fact, after his divorce, Bill developed a relationship with another fellow pilot. Fucking goddamn it. Is there only one Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Sully. Tom Sully. Sully. (laughs) Tom Hanks as Sully. Sully Sullenberger. (laughs) (sighs) It was in the director's cut. Um, no, it with another fellow pilot, Air Force Captain Colleen Shipman. Ugh, when, once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm, when Bill broke the news to Lisa, whom he'd been having this affair with for three years, that he was breaking things off to be exclusive with Colleen, Lisa expressed, quote, disappointment, but she appeared to accept the situation. Mm, and then mm. she snapped. 
<laughs> Newsflash, oh she God. did not accept this right? situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Using a <laughs> using a spare key that Bill had previously given her to his apartment, fucking change your locks, people. Mm. If you break up with someone, change your locks. Yeah. Honestly, you should. Yeah. I had yeah. an ex hold my keys hostage for several days and not return them to me, and I had to stay with a friend. Mm-hmm. That was until scary. I got them back. It was crazy, and I had my locks changed. I called my landlord immediately and was like, yep. "Yeah." Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So using a spare key that Bill had given her to his apartment, Lisa snuck in when he wasn't home and read his emails, including Ooh, but some her sal- emails, <laughs> including some salacious ones from Colleen that read, quote, actually, does one of you want to read this quote? I do. <gasps> I do. Oh, bitch. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Colleen voice. Will have to control myself when I see you. Yes, queen. First urge will be to rip off your clothes. Rip. Oh, sorry. First First urge will be to rip your clothes off, throw you on the ground, and love the hell out of you. Ick. Hate it. Thanks. (laughs) I hate it. From this correspondence, Lisa figured out the arrival time of Colleen's return flight to Orlando later that night. So Colleen uh, is in the Air Force. She lives in Orlando or outside of Orlando. She was in Houston visiting Bill, and now she's flying back to Orlando. Okay? Got it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. Lisa finds out the the time that the flight gets in, which is around 1 a.m., later that night slash technically early the next morning. Mm-hmm. She also quickly pieced together that Colleen lived near the Air Force Base where she worked on Cape Canaveral, although I don't think Lisa knew Colleen's exact address. But Lisa lived in Houston, some 900 miles or 1,400 kilometers away. How could <gasps> she get to Orlando undetected by 1 a.m.? A spaceship. I remember a spaceship. this story mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. A spaceship. <laughs> a space undetected. <laughs> they don't show up on Google Maps. So. Oh my god. Well, where there's a will, there's a way, but not in a one-manned spaceship. <laughs> One woman. One woman. Lisa was used to uh, self-deprivation in order to achieve her goals, including pushing her body to its limits. Oh, Famously, God. she would later tell investigators that she wore government-issued maximum absorbency garments. Garments? Oh, like or- an adult diaper? Mm-hmm. Oh, been there. <laughs> Government issued space diapers. That's incredible. Why didn't she just use four hundred tampons? Right <laughs> up her butthole. In uh, order that's to where avoid you pee from, right? That's where women exactly. pee from. There's one <laughs> hole. It all comes out of our noses. Oh my god, that's like my cousin when he was little. His sister got her period and he saw like her underwear in the laundry and it had blood on it and he goes up to my aunt and he's like what did she do cut her butt or something <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what it was 
And then and he listens. So like, hi, I know you're listening. Then he also, <laughs> another time we were all sitting around watching TV and a tampon commercial came on and he was like, God, you got girls are so lucky. And we were like, why? And he's like, <laughs> you just put in one of those things. You just pee whatever you want. It just like takes care of it. <laughs> Like, absolutely not. Way off base, bud. <laughs> no, nope. sorry, bud. Well, the thing on he, there was some thread <laughs> online about like the dumbest things men have said about women's periods, and yep. one of them was like, "That's up there." Why don't you just sit on the toilet for like an hour and let it all drain out and get on with your life? Yeah. That's not how it works <laughs> at all. Uh, men mansplaining period solutions is the best. I love it. Oh, so good. Okay. So she did this in order to avoid having to stop to use the bathroom on the over 14-hour drive. And the diapers thing, obviously, was seized on by the tabloid press. Um, so but it good. Has the since diaper been- bandit. <laughs> the diaper bandit. <laughs> the I don't know if she stole anything, but she's the diaper bandit. bandit. <laughs> Uh, but this has since been disputed. Lisa's defense well, attorneys... Well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> she really nice. maximized her astronaut uh, Her drive time. <laughs> oh, my God. Lisa's defense Guys, attorneys... I did it. I made that was pun. really good. That was really good. You're, that was awesome. Lisa's you're really, defense attorneys... You're really padding claim. Kenyon's segment. <laughs> That she merely had children's diapers in her vehicle as a matter of course, but Lisa's kids were all way too old to be wearing diapers. The youngest were six. And like, yeah, what? but also weren't they like adult diapers? Like they were clearly not for kids because like, they didn't yeah. fit hers. Also, the diapers thing is noted in the original police records. Like it's in the original statement that she gave to police and that statement was later like not admissible in court mm. but only because she hadn't been read her Miranda rights um. but like you fucking do the math she bitch was wearing diapers so mm-hmm. if you had any doubts about Lisa's motives for this crazed mission here's a list of items that she packed for the trip Oh, yes. I love knowing what people's road trip essentials are. Let's road do this. trip essentials. Imagine like an dump Instagram purse, influencer bitch. blog. Yeah. Dump, dump out your purse, bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, this is what's in it. Latex gloves, a BB Nailing gun it. with BBs, <laughs> a backup no. bra, a night scarf, <laughs> four, oh four night, God, scarves, night scarf, an eight inch folding knife. A two-pound drilling hammer, which, like, I don't even know what that is and don't want to know. Is it a drill Um, or a hammer? I'm Googling this. A mallet, black gloves, rubber tubing, garbage bags, printouts of emails between Bill and Colleen, and almost Mm, $600 in cash in two different currencies. Honey, no. Mm-hmm. Honey. It's just there a blunt is- hammer. It's a blunt hammer. Mm. Oh, okay. So maybe the drilling hammer and the mallet were the same thing. But yeah. you get the you get the drill. <laughs> 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 All 
right, not to hammer home my point, but there is surveillance footage of Lisa donning a trench coat and a black wig lurking at baggage claim for an hour until she spotted Colleen and then followed her out of the terminal. Oh, my God. I hate all of this so much. Colleen sensed that someone was following her to her car, then heard uh, running footsteps of that person trying to catch up with her. Oh, that is chilling. I don't like that at all. Mm -hmm. But she managed to get in her vehicle and lock the doors before they reached her. Good girl. It's unclear whether she recognized the woman screaming, crying, and pounding on the driver's side window as her boyfriend's ex mm-hmm. in a wig. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read conflicting reports that she didn't know it was Lisa and thought that it was just a random woman asking for a ride. Mm-hmm. And like Colleen wanted to help her and then other reports saying that she realized who it was. Um, either way, a bewildered Colleen rolled down her window just a few inches to like talk to this person who's freaking out. Right. But Lisa responded by squirting pepper spray in her rival's face. Oh, fuck. Ouch. No, thanks. And then I'm imagining that Lisa's plan was to then try to like reach in and unlock the car door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But Colleen, with the pepper spray in her eyes, managed to speed off and reached an airport parking lot booth and had security call police. Yes, good work. Mm-hmm. She is cool under pressure. She's a mm-hmm. literal yeah. Air Force pilot. Yeah. Jesus. Officers arrived quickly. Like, thank God it's still at the airport, so they're there. Right, there's cops everywhere, yeah. And they managed to spot Lisa attempting to throw out a bag containing her fucking kill kit and probably disguises in a nearby dumpster. But they saw her trying to throw it away. Lisa Novak was immediately arrested and charged with attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary, and destruction of evidence. Later, she would also be charged with attempted first-degree murder with a deadly weapon. Hmm. Due to the obviously premeditated nature of her crimes, she was initially... Yeah, wigs. That's pretty hard to talk your way out of. Wigs, kill kit, driving 14 hours in a diaper. In a diaper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not looking good. Mm -hmm. Breaking into Bill's house to, like, get intel. Printed emails. Mm. Mm -hmm. She was initially held without bail, but eventually was granted pretrial release on $25,000 bail, which boggles my mind. Yeah. But I think it was because this was her first ever offense of, like, any kind. Mm Mm-hmm. Colleen filed for a restraining order claiming that Lisa had been stalking her for nearly two months, although I've also read conflicting reports about this, too, because, like I said, some people say that Colleen didn't know who the fuck Lisa was until after all of this. Right. So I don't, I don't know what to believe, but there's a lot about the court proceedings that we don't have time to go into, but basically there were lots of signs in the pretrial phase that Lisa was going to go with an insanity defense. Oh, geez. But in the end, she reached a plea deal and the prosecution dropped the attempted murder and kidnapping charges in exchange for her pleading guilty to felony burglary and misdemeanor battery. Okay. She got off pretty fucking light. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the felony burglary was for entering Bill's home. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. She was sentenced to just two days jail time. No. What? Which was waived for time served. How? Time served wearing a diaper in the car? <laughs> I mean, where did in, you serve this time? She served some time in jail pre-trial before she was released Meow. on bail, but still. Meow. If I were Colleen, I'd be fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. A year's probation and 500 hours of community service. God. Yeah. Colleen Dang. is very pissed. I saw some quotes from her, but I didn't have time to fit them in, but she was fucking livid. I don't blame uh, her. This bitch tried to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was her intention. There's really no other way to, like, unpack that. Right. Yeah. She was not going to sing Jolene to you and hope no. that you made a different choice. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was definitely fucking in it to win it. Although I support um, that big time. What if that is all she did? <laughs> she's wearing a, a soggy diaper banging on the windows. She rolls it down. Jolie, <laughs> it was actually a blonde wig and it was like six stories high. Her Two full diapers. Beyond compare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's pretty much all we know about the sentencing and the and there wasn't a trial, but like the sentencing and the court proceedings because she successfully petitioned to have the court documents sealed from the public. Wow. And I think that that's part of what was also found in her vehicle uh, was like uh, her computer and some, um, uh, what do you call the things that you stick in the computer that have all the memory on them? Oh, like a SD card or a flash flash drive? A couple flash drives that had like photos on them, I think, of her like in like compromising situations. Yeah, all the court documents were sealed from the public. Still, Lisa Novak earned the dubious distinction of being the first active duty astronaut to face felony charges. Incredible. And be convicted of them. Woohoo! It's important to have a legacy. Mm-hmm. One month after the incident, NASA announced that she'd been demoted from captain to commander and removed from naval service with an other-than-honorable discharge. Mm-hmm. Bill was also dismissed four months later, ostensibly for violating NASA's code of conduct because he was like having and hiding everyone an affair. Yeah, with fucking a literally everyone in NASA. <laughs> the following year, both Bill and Colleen retired from the military because Bill was still in like the Navy reserves while he was an astronaut, and Colleen was in the Air Force. So they both retired from the military and moved to Bill's native Alaska. The pair married and have a son together. Bill continues to fly airplanes and actually survived another horrific life event in 2011, a small plane crash in the Alaskan wilderness. Oh, God. No, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. wasn't there a book we had to read in, like, middle school about yeah, that? Yeah, Hatchet. Yes, Hatchet. It's yes, so yes. fucking good. The one where he, the scene where he eats the berries and he's like really mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, or the scene when he dives scene. down into the lake to get back to the airplane to get the kid yes. with, the, with the black box or maybe it yes. was the hatchet and the, the pilot's bloated body. Yes, yeah. we need to reread this oh, book. Yeah. 
I read right. that book like four times. It's yeah, so, so I associate good. I associate that book with you, Lucy. And oddly, your dad. Oh, mm. yeah. My yeah. dad is Gary Paulson. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Makes um, sense. Speaking of, Colleen has uh, become an author, publishing her first book, an adult paranormal series under a pen name in 2015. And the book has pretty good reviews on Goodreads. Mm. Mm. All right. Last little bit. In addition to the juicy diapers tidbit, the puns alone really made this case a media sensation. Some of the best headlines included, Houston, she has a problem. (laughs) Oh, no. With incontinence. (laughs) And Astro Nut. Oh, Oh, that was low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Uh, Indeed, many speculated that Lisa Novak may have suffered from something called space madness. Mm -hmm. If you've ever seen Ren and Stimpy, that's a great episode. Exactly. With some Mm -hmm. pointing to the fact that she knew she would likely not get a chance to return to outer space after her last mission, which might have sparked a depressive episode. Mm. Others cite the stressful work environment that NASA astronauts must endure. Mm -hmm. All of which prompted a great many questions about the psychological testing of astronauts Is the screening rigorous enough? Should it be ongoing with additional testing at regular intervals to monitor the mental health and psycho-emotional states of astronauts? I, for one, was fucking shocked to learn that it was not. Mm -hmm. That, like, that wasn't happening. And actually, the last psychological testing that Lisa Novak had undergone had been in 1996 when she first joined NASA. Mm. I think they do now, though. From what I've read. After this case, NASA caved to the pressure and announced that it would implement annual psych evals going forward. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's something. Yeah. Great. But perhaps an even more enduring legacy of this case is a film starring Natalie Portman, which was released in 2019 that is loosely based on the story and called Lucy in the Sky. (gasps) That's what that's about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost I, didn't see it. I almost rented it the other night, and Corey said it looked stupid. And now I'm gonna make him watch it tonight. Oh, divorce him oh, or yeah. make him watch it. Either I way. haven't seen it. It looks good. I'm gonna try to see it. Although it disappointingly leaves out the diapers. Oh God! Oh fuck! Yeah. So that oh. is they could not my pay case. Natalie Portman enough to wear diapers. Wear diaper. <laughs> yeah, she's like uh, this. I I knew my first agent. Was a genius. He put this in writing years ago. I will not wear <laughs> diapers. Just like how Mandy Moore has to sing a song in every single Ugh. movie she's in. <laughs> I know. And I love This Is Us, but I am super over that nonsense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shut your trap, Mandy Moore. We get it. Oh, We're missing you like candy. <laughs> <laughs> Let we us got, miss you. We got cavities, like Mandy. How can we miss you like candy if you won't go away? <laughs> Anyway, good job. That's my case. Thank you. (laughs) Well done. All right, let's hear a little word from our sponsor. If you own a car or a house, you know shopping for insurance is a mind-numbing, soul-sucking process that Mm. can take forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you need to have insurance, no question about it. 
So stop overpaying for it. You can get a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have with help from Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you apples to apples comparisons of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Yeah, Gabby is my new best friend in insurance land. It's so easy. You just link your current insurance account and in about two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. It's so easy. I literally did this last week and all I did was take my insurance plan like PDF from my existing insurance. I uploaded it in Gabby and then it does its little like it thinks for a minute and you're like waiting with bated breath to (laughs) see your savings And then sure enough, it found me a policy with exactly the same coverage that I have with my current provider, um, but with a different provider at a lesser price. So they found me about 20 bucks a month in savings, which is awesome. That's several hundred dollars over the course of the year. I can buy so many clothes with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm pumped. And Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. I mean, I'm not saving quite that much, but if they can find me savings... Like, they found me savings, and they can find them for you. And they'll let you know so that you can relax, knowing that you have the best rate out there. And Gabby is free to use, and they will never sell your information. So you're not going to get any annoying spam calls, no robocalls. They're not in it to get your info. They just want to find you how to save that money. It's Mm. incredible. I love it. So mm-hmm. take two minutes right now to start saving on your car and homeowner's insurance. Go to Gabby.com forward slash gals. And for a limited time, if they can't find you savings on your insurance, you'll get a $10 Amazon gift card. Mm. So one more time, that's Gabby.com, G-A-B-I.com slash G-A-L-S, Gabby.com slash gals. Terms and conditions apply. See the site for details. And Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Away creates thoughtful products built for the way modern travelers see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase, as you all know, listening Mm -hmm. to this show. And Mm. now they offer a range of essentials, all of which will make your travels more seamless. Cannot drill this home Mm -hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. We travel a lot, especially Kenyan, flying back and forth from South Africa. We're all loaded up with our away luggage, and we are in love with it. These suitcases mm-hmm. are so thoughtfully designed. They're really durable. And knowing that away will fix or replace our suitcases ASAP if anything ever breaks means that we never have to worry about it. Yeah, thank God. They're mm-hmm. lightweight. They got that TSA-approved lock for just mm-hmm. a little bit of sense of security that that uh, removable battery that just pops right out, slip it in your purse. I love purse. that. I use that at home when I'm not traveling. I know. I use it almost daily. It's so convenient. We're obsessed with it way. Love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a unique travel style. Mine is frequent, far-flung, <laughs> and overpacked to the Slightly gills. Slightly overpacked. Yeah. <laughs> and overweight. Um, which is why Away offers a range of suitcases made of different materials like polycarbonate, aluminum, and now durable nylon, and also mm-hmm. a variety of colors and also two different carry-on sizes. I have both. No big deal. Yep. Uh, so for whoever you are and whatever you need to pack, Away has luggage that works for how you travel. Again, some of these features, like Lucy mentioned, 
mentioned. Uh, they are thoughtfully designed suitcases to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. I have mm. personally seen my bag be tossed. Uh, yeah, flung. Mm-hmm. It happens. And not even a scuff on it. I love it. Every suitcase comes with an interior organization system that includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more in, and also mm. a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes. That's probably my favorite feature, even though it's so simple. Yeah. I love it. These bags have changed how I pack. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. They also have four 360-degree spinner wheels that guarantee the smooth roll even through the most hectic of airports and stations. They are like butter. And mm. like Lucy said, a TSA approved combination lock to keep your belongings safe. We love Away. Mm-hmm. And we cannot remind you enough. Away products are designed to last a lifetime. So if any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. They are truly amazing. There's a 100-day trial on everything that Away makes. So you can take the product out on the road and live with it, travel with it, get lost with it, literally snuggle with it at night for 100 <laughs> days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. And Away offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous United States, Europe, Canada, and Australia. It does not get any better than this, folks. Mm -hmm. So to get your suitcase and shop other travel essentials, visit awaytravel.com forward slash winecrime20. One more time, that's to get all your suitcases that you will ever need and shop other travel essentials. Visit awaytravel.com forward slash winecrime20. Treat your travel. Treat, Treat it. it. A little financial relief goes a long way, preach. Mm-hmm. And student loan refinancing with Ernest can help you pick a monthly payment that fits your budget so you can breathe easy today. If you are still paying the same rate you were when you graduated, odds are you could reduce your monthly payment and save big. Even if you have refinanced before, with today's low rate environment, most people can save by refinancing again. And Earnest is the easiest way to refinance your student loans, saving you both time and money. Checking your new rate is fast and easy. To start, complete a few questions online. It only takes two minutes. Seriously, I know that nobody wants to deal with their loans, but... Mm-hmm. This is worth it. And you'll get a personalized rate estimate all without affecting your credit score. If you qualify, Ernest offers customizable loan terms and no fees. You can combine private and federal loans. So imagine having just one single monthly payment with one low rate and not having to like track 10 different ones. Mm-hmm. And if you've already refinanced a loan, not a problem. You can still be eligible to lower your interest rate again. Plus, the internet loves Ernest's customer service. They are rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. Wow. Amazing. So you will always get the support you need. Yeah, so start saving today. Our listeners get a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash gals. That is a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com forward slash gals. One more time, go to earnest, that's E-A-R-N-E-S-T dot com slash G-A-L-S today. Terms and conditions apply. Treat your student loans. Trade them. Trade them. So 
Similar to Kenyon's case, the legacy of the woman we're about to discuss is likely not going to be for her amazing accomplishments. Diapers? It's going to be a, it's going to be a little more like diapers or, yes. you know, you don't remember OJ for being a football player. You don't right. remember Bill Clinton for being the president or and, the saxophone <laughs> abilities. Yeah. And Anne McLean, who Kenyon mentioned in a uh, several episodes ago, and now we get to finally talk about her, is a woman <gasps> who is less likely to be remembered for her incredible life accomplishments than she is for being the perpetrator of our species' very first space crime. Yes. Anne McLean, like most astronauts, dreamed of traveling to space as a young child. Getting a gig as an astronaut is so insanely competitive that you basically have to start working towards it in utero, which McLean mm-hmm. more or less did. Well, mm-hmm. you're suspended she, in fluid. It's like yep. zero gravity. Anti-gravity she machine. She her ass off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she graduated from a place called the Gonzaga Preparatory School, which is a very prestigious private Catholic school, but I kept reading it as gazongas and couldn't help but thinking <laughs> of like 80s sitcom characters talking about tits. <laughs> or gorgonzola. <laughs> or gorgonzola <Yeah>. cheese. So <laughs> okay. after distinguishing herself at Big Tits Prep School, she earned an appointment <laughs> to the U.S. Military Academy West Point. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. She walked away with a degree in mechanical engineering and joined the Army in 2002. For her master's, she went to the University of Bath in the UK for aerospace engineering and Bristol for another master's in international relations. Dang. She was getting ready to communicate with the aliens. Mm-hmm. She played rugby at a professional level in England where people apparently play rugby professionally. Yeah. Um, in the top-tier <laughs> women's premiership and for the United States women's team, the women's eagles, not to be confused with the other types of eagles. Her commitments to the Army fucked her opportunity to play in the 2006 Rugby World Cup. She yeah, got the... The U.S. Ex- sucks at rugby anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, but I'd probably rather play in the 2006 Rugby World Cup than be deployed to Iraq, so... Probably. Why yeah. are you a sports person now, Kenyon? I lived with the men's rugby team in college. Mm, yeah. Not I don't enough. Know. Of an I think you're a closeted sports person. Because I visited you a lot in Def college not. and we did not discuss sports during that time. No. We put but a you, wig on an exercise machine and ate pizza mm-hmm. on it in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was Beer Mountain. There was mm. a box of porn in the living room. I miss porn box. I know. All I know about yeah. rugby is that they drink beer out of their moccasins. Sometimes they boots. get on each other's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot the boot. Okay. Anyway. And they anyway. sing a lot of songs. Gross. Very homoerotic. During her time playing rugby, a sport <laughs> renowned for its gentleness and delicacy, homoerotic. Anne McLean earned the nickname Animal because of how often <laughs> she would bite. Oh. oh. I don't think you're supposed to bite. No. You're definitely not scrum. supposed to bite. so animal largely credits rugby with her success as an astronaut preparing her for zero g training in a spacesuit and buoyancy training in the pool she had a scientific paper on a topic that i struggle to even say properly let alone understand but i will try right now uh (laughs) the american institute of aeronautic and astronautics published her work on unsteady aerodynamics and flow visualization of free to roll non-slender delta wings (laughs) Woo! <laughs> Fucking crushed it. Fucking, I'm, I'm, I am space Next. ready. 
episode topic. Done. Non-slender. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. Uh, McLean continued her laundry list of badass bitch achievements, qualifying as a Bell OH-58 Kiowa warrior helicopter pilot, and before long was detachment commander on her base in sunny Hawaii. She flew 800 hours and 216 combat missions in the questionably named Operation Iraqi Freedom, and afterwards was appointed commander of C Troop 1st Battalion 14th Aviation Regiment, responsible for the Army's initial entry training, instructor pilot training, and maintenance test pilot training. Bitch knew her way around a plane. Yeah. Yeah. That's all all I've gleaned from that entire paragraph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She would... Yep, she would graduate from Naval Test Pilot School in June of 2013, logging more than 2,000 hours in different aircraft, including that Kiowa Warrior, the Beechcraft C-12 Huron, the Sikorsky UH-60 Blackhawk, and the Eurocopter UH-72 Lakota, which all sounds super dangerous and badass, except Mm -hmm. for Eurocopter. Yeah, the Honda CRV. Yeah. V6 engine. It just sounds like a helicopter with a fancy scarf. It's a Kia version <laughs> of a helicopter. <laughs> a well-tied scarf. Um, <laughs> now that she had completed Naval Test Pilot School, she was the youngest person selected by NASA as part of Astronaut Group 21. Finally fulfilling her lifelong dream of becoming an astronaut in 2018, and the animal McLean flew as flight engineer for Expedition 58-59 in 2019 and did basically the most extreme and amazing thing a human can currently do and completed her first spacewalk to install adapter plates on the International Motherfucking Space Station ever heard of yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, A second spacewalk, which would have been the first all-female spacewalk in history, had to be reassigned due to spacesuit sizing issues, as we know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And walked in space a second time um, on April 8th. Remember what we talked about with, like, a lifetime of achievements being shadowed and possibly forever tarnished by one stupid mistake? Blowjob Mm -hmm. diaper, yes. Exactly, blowjob diaper. In August of 2019, a woman named Summer Warden registered a formal complaint through the Federal Trade Commission. The complaint alleged that Anne McLean had illegally accessed financial information belonging to Ms. Warden. And why would Animal do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because hell hath no Leave scurry. Leave it on the rugby pitch, Animal. Yeah. I don't know why I said well, hell hath no scurry. I meant well hath no <laughs> hell hath no fury. I think I'm having a an, a, an attack. <laughs> an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. Hell hath no fury. The two had been married in 2014 and filed for divorce in 2018 and were going uh, through a pretty rough custody battle over their son. This complaint de facto outed Miss Animal McLean and in a total ignoble fashion solidified her place as the first openly gay astronaut. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a big deal on a mul- on a number of levels, but a big deal but you wish that it hadn't been right. tarnished by a crime. Ex- yeah, exactly. So uh, what's the big deal about snooping on some shit? I mean, whatever. You snoop on your ex. It happens all the time. And a solid percentage of our listeners are probably doing it literally right now. Um, mm-hmm. But Warden's complaint alleges that she became suspicious when during an argument, McLean seemed to have very detailed information about Warden's spending during a certain period of time that Warden found fishy because this was a period of time when Anne McLean was literally in space. So, like, how could she know what, what she was buying. Well, yeah, what what 
had been hitting her up styles. She read a satellite. I want to know what Summer had been buying. I do too. But anyway, Summer Warden is a former Air Force intelligence officer herself and using her computer expertise, obtained a list of the computers that had accessed her account and lo and be fucking hold, one had the unusual shit designation of being aboard the International Space Station. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why? Why would you try to hack a military intelligence? Intelligence officer who is from your space. Ex. That's a pretty. Um, she was telling. really fucking bored. <laughs> it's just a really uh, telling. Well, what is it called? I, IP. That it wasn't whatever it is. Address? The cosmonaut. Oh, True. <laughs> so Anne McLean likely floated past the blue and white swirling majesty of planet Earth, glowing at her through a window to a computer terminal where she proceeded to stalk her ex. It's just amazing. Yep. She denies any wrongdoing, saying that she was just checking to make sure there were sufficient funds for her and their son, who is the focus Mm -hmm. of a nasty ongoing custody battle. But Warden says the action amounts to, quote, improper access and identity theft, which is kind of fair. Like, you have to hack pretty hard. Was she just accessing, like, their shared, like, U.S. bank online banking account? Or was it, like, her credit card shit? Okay. She was accessing not it was not a joint account. She was accessing an account that was only supposed to be Summers, which is illegal. <laughs> yeah. Um so the follow-up from this complaint is pending, and who the hell knows how this is gonna turn out. But if McCain McLean is found in the wrong, we will have our very first literal crime in space. Yes. Uh, and like we said before, crimes in space are subject to the governing country of the person's origin and the law of your country like follows you into space, making it increasingly more law filled than international waters, half of Las Vegas and most of Coachella. Um, this potential crime really is a masterpiece of irony juxtaposing the petty and the vast yeah. Providing yet again the discoveries that brought us by space and that brought to us by space endeavors. In this case, that humans are so fucking petty, even with the grand majesty of the blue planet spread out before us mm-hmm. and our infinitesimal place in the cosmos on full display, we will still take time to go online fuming about our bitch of an ex. Thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, are you we, kidding me? With all of my downtime, I would be deep in the archives. <laughs> we are the pettiest of all animals. Yes. And I yeah. wear that like a badge of honor. Mm, and that is my mm-hmm. case. A diaper of honor. Well done. A diaper of honor. <laughs> <laughs> a maximum absorbency garment of honor. Good lord. Government issued. Which which I wish to our fan picker, Laureen Bobo. Oh, may, thank you, Bobo. May yeah. all of your needs be maximally absorbed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, thank you also to Chris Bowman, maybe Bowman, who wants to shout out their wife, Maggie. Uh, who we is, take a bow to you both. Yes, That's you're sweet. both stars in our eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As is Kaylin Elaine. I don't stay in your lane, Kaylin Elaine. No. Come on over into our lane. <laughs> Thank you, Nick Fearin. I am not fearing you. Mm. I am grateful. I like it. <laughs> 
Thank you, Sarah Dunn. You done good, Sarah. You done good. <laughs> Thank you to Cameron Dale. Mm. Not nothing I'll stale search about every Dale. Hill and Dale. Dale find you. Thanks, everyone. Yep. All right, this one can be a group effort. Thank you, Amber Cox, who Mm. writes, quote, I'm sure you guys will have great things to say about my last name. Nothing is better than being a lesbian with the last name Cox. Incredible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just don't know what you're even referencing, Amber. (laughs) Cox of the hen house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ooh, this was a good one. Jody Umansky, who requested me, maybe it's Umansky. Umami. I really think you we're gonna get sushi. Man Sky. No. It's gonna go no. with something about umami, but mm-hmm. you took the words out of my mouth and then some. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. <laughs> Thank you, Dana Pitch. I'm going to pitch you the greatest idea ever, and that's that you stay on Patreon and continue supporting our show. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Carrie J. Um, You Uh, keep us merry, Carrie. You're really carrying us. Carrying this team. Thanks. Yeah. Could use some help carrying that Mm -hmm. one. Okay. Thank you, Lauren Hahn. We're going to tie one Hahn with your generous donation. Thank you. Hans Solo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hans Olo, sorry. Thank you, Alexandria Shonk. I am fully shonk to my very core, Alexandria. Thank you for your donation. (laughs) Thank you, Libby Marty. You are Marty the Martian. Mm. Thank you. Libby. Topical. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole Gaspard. I'm gasping for air because I'm so excited about your Patreon pledge. Mm-hmm. Into it. Thank you, Kim. Kim does not need any other name. Mm-hmm. Kim is Kim Possible to disappoint. <laughs> I hope. Because <laughs> we're struggling. <laughs> Jamie Tucker, uh, you gotta look at these fuckers, Jamie Tucker. You gotta tuck up <laughs> nice and cozy in the International Space Station. Wow, <laughs> we're struggling. Thank you, Laura Carter. <laughs> You're making it harder because <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know what to say about your last name. Thank you, Laura. Yep. <laughs> Good work. Thank you, Megan Copy. If I could copy you, Megan Copy, I'd make so many copies of you because you're so great and we want more of you in the world. Ink would run dry. Yeah. Thank you, Erica Roach. Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Your mama Roach or Papa or neither or both. Thank you. Uncle Roach. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren Miss... Or M.S. Demarath. Mm. Hell hath no M.S. Demarath. <laughs> like a Lauren Like a scorned. woman scurried or whatever you mm. said earlier. <laughs> I was having an episode. I do not know. Um, this whole thing you. is an episode. It is. 
Thank you, Rye Fitz, who increased their dollar donation to five a month. Rye, they're rising donations, like rising rye bread. They never leave us dry. Yeah, high and rye. Thank you, Danielle Field. Mm. May you always be in our field of vision. I like that. Which for me is only the right side. Oh, yeah, that's My true. right. And Danielle's kicking off our $10 a month level. So all you folks will be getting a free fucking patriarchy flexible wine glass in the mail as well. Nahal Bussy. Mm. Busey? Busey. Gary Busey. Oh, please don't get on a coke binge rage on live TV. We love your yeah. veneers, Gary Busey. <laughs> uh, thank you, Carson Blodgett. I'm going to try not to clodge it, Carson Blodgett. What? Your shall may your toilets flush well in 2020. <laughs> Get the plunger. I've blodged it again. <laughs> she doesn't even belong here. <laughs> Lauren Etchels, we're going to etch your name on the stars, Lauren Etchels. Thank you, Emma Garelick. Derelict. Ooh, so hot <laughs> right now. So hot right now. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you to Amber Schweitzer. Whoa, Amber is the color of your Schweitzer. Whoa. Nailed it. I think I ordered that last time I was in Minnesota at a bar. <laughs> the Amber Schweitzer. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound it like does a sound beer. like a very refreshing beer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Thank you, Ashlyn Schlicht. That's also pretty a refreshing beer. Schlick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your donation is pretty schlick. Thank you. Thank you, Lana Pendley. Maybe Lana. Probably Lana. I'm my pronunciation is Pendling. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Thank you, Jessica Lyles, for increasing your donation from $5 to $10 a month. Not going to lie to you, Jessica Lyles. We are very appreciative of your increase. And kicking off our trash queen or king or neither or both category is Shelby, drink your juice, Shelby Peabody. (laughs) Peabody. Uh, (laughs) Penniless Peabody. Peabody. (laughs) Uh, Literally no one has ever pronounced Peabody that way ever in the history of the world. Peabody. Peabody. Peabody Peabody is the name of the town in Mass in Massachusetts. No. No. She's going Thank through you, puberty. <laughs> God. Thank you, Lauren Burton. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. There it is. Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Burton. It all circles back. Um, I'm Burton down here. <laughs> no one's struggling at all. Thank you, Michelle <laughs> Belmont. Ring my bell, Michelle Belmont. Mm. You do ring my bell. And folks in this next tier get to choose an episode, topic, and or case, and or wine, and or all of the above. Thank you. Fucking got Brooke Busoni. Nailed mm. it. Your sound is as crisp as a Busoni speaker. 
Oh, I was going to say, you're giving us a Busoni load of money right now, and we really appreciate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the Busoni, mm-hmm. like boost, like boost. So. We got it. Yep. Speaking yeah, of you're boost. doing great. Elizabeth <laughs> Robson, Robson increased their pledge from 5 to $25 a month. We're, we're robbing you blind. We're robbing you blind. Robbing you blind. Uh, and also an increaser from ten to twenty five dollars a month is Madison Eichenlaub. Mm. Um, another I, great, another great beer, but only yeah. on tap. Yeah, I I can love you, Madison Eichenlaub. <laughs> ich liebe dich. Ich habe eine Klaubfuß, Madison Eichenlaub. Nice. <laughs> oh, and in a very high tier. Wow. God damn it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. $50 a month. Thank you, Kata Fleur. Oh. This special thanks has been a catastrophe, but we love <sighs> you. Indeed. <laughs> okay. And thank you once again to Lauren Demrath because. I feel like we already thanked you earlier in this episode for your $10 once-off donation. You mm. can make those at our online store at wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com in any denomination. Lauren, I can't remember my pun for the first one, so... Duh. Can't Fear, do math? Feel our Demarath. I'm voting Demarath in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) And last but not least, another once-off donation from Trista Longoria, who is clearly just Eva Longoria using a different first name so as not to come across as being... Yeah. (laughs) It's two Eva Longorias in a trench coat hiding and pretending to be Trista Longoria. I love it. Thanks, everyone. We love all of you. We'll talk to you next week. Love you. Mm. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Boozy Crime fans, this is Hannah, Katie, and Taylor from the UK's hit true crime comedy podcast, Drunk Drunk Women Solving Solving Crime. Crime. Each Wednesday, we open a bottle or four of Prosecco with a special guest, then sink our boozy teeth into all things true crime. Personal crime stories from our guests. Historical true crime cases. And we even tackle our listeners' harrowing unsolved crimes. Like getting hit in the face by a lamb chop in Scotland. We solved the hell out of that one. Well, we didn't make it any worse. So join Drunk Women Solving Crime every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms. We're always looking for new recruits and you'd be an asset to the force. Drunk Women. Drunk Women. Drunk Women. Katie can't sing. (laughs) Now it's time. For drunk women solving crime